the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This podcast is brought to you by Dr. Kirk Elliott, PhD. In an uncertain economy, if you're looking for wealth management solutions and financial advice, go to KirkElliottPhD.com and make an appointment today. Hi, everybody. I'm Monica Crowley in today and all week from my great friend, the brilliant Dinesh D'Souza. And I just want to thank Dinesh and Debbie for thinking of me to host all week on this phenomenal podcast program. It's one of my favorites. I love Dinesh and Debbie. So it is an honor and a joy to be with you here today and all week. We have some really important things that we're going to cover this week, some phenomenal guests, and we're going to spread some holiday cheer because after all, this is the week before Christmas. Do you have your shopping ready? I don't. Mine's not nearly done. So we'll talk about that later in the week as well. All right. Coming up on the show today, Dirty Dancing in the Senate. Also, we're going to talk about the latest polling because we're only three weeks out from the very first votes being cast. Can you imagine January 15th in the state of Iowa, quickly followed a couple of days later by the first primary in the nation, New Hampshire. So we are just a hop, skip and a jump from the first votes being cast. We'll go through some of those uh, polling numbers. Also, what are the Democrats going to do? They can't run Biden. They can't run Kamala. What are they going to do? We'll talk about that as well. Also, Ashley Hayek of America First Works. She'll be here with her great new book called Beat the Elites. And I will share my thoughts on a specific Christmas movie. And I promise you, you're not going to want to miss that. Okay, that's coming up at the end of today's show. Also, please follow my podcast called the Monica Crowley Podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, just go to the Monica Crowley Podcast, subscribe. I do it a couple of days a week. You will love my show as well. And please check me out on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Show. America needs this voice. The times are crazy. In a time of confusion, division, and lies, we need a brave voice of reason, understanding, and truth. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. All right, first up, guys, sex, lies, and videotape. Literally, sex, lies, and videotape. I could not believe this story this weekend. And the idea that the left is making excuses for the story and pretending that it's somehow normal for Senate staffers to be having sex on tape in a Senate hearing room is completely beyond the pale, but I guess not surprising. So I'm sure that you heard this story over the weekend. Um, it did get some coverage, but again, the main media outlets 
have completely ignored this story or buried it very deeply, gave it sort of top-line treatment, and then backed away from it. Why? Because we're talking about Democrats, and of course, we know about Democrat media privilege. So this story broke, I believe, on Friday. And what we first saw was actual videotape of a gay porno being made in the Senate Judiciary hearing room. Guys, keep in mind, this is the hearing room where they hold hearings to confirm Supreme Court justices. Sonia Sotomayor sat in pretty much the exact location where this gay porno was filmed. A staffer to Democrat Senator Ben Cardin, his name is Aiden Mace Cherpowski. I'm sure I screwed up that last part of his name, but he's a young legislative aide. Actually, I should refer to him in the past tense because he has since been fired, which is the least that should happen here. But he was fired for filming himself engaged in uh, a gay sex act, again, in this Senate hearing room. Okay. So there are so many parts to this that are just absolutely unbelievable. This We, we are now, when we refer to Washington, D.C., it's always just the swamp. I call it the system because it's a uniparty system that also involves the deep state, the propaganda press, the military industrial complex. They're all elements of the system. But now I've also taken to calling it our Hunger Games Capital District, because now that is exactly what Washington, D.C. looks like. The corruption, the deception, the constant stream of lies, the abuses of power. And now what we know, because it's right on the, out in the open, is the absolute debauchery. The, the, these kinds of sexcapades, okay, they've been going on since the beginning of time. We know this, since Adam and Eve. And when you combine sex with power, you get this kind of debauchery. Think of the Roman Empire, right? That's a big thing now. Like, oh, how much time a week do you spend thinking of the Roman Empire? This is kind of a guy thing. It's been very trending over the last couple of months. As someone who has studied the Roman Empire, and whenever I go abroad, I'm like, the first thing I say is, do not take me to a great restaurant. Take me to Roman ruins. You got any Roman ruins here? That's me. Okay, so I actually do spend time thinking about the Roman Empire. This is Roman Empire stuff. This is Greek Empire stuff. This is end of empire stuff. The fact that this aide thought that it was appropriate, thought that it was okay to engage in this kind of open, naked sexual activity on Capitol Hill in a hearing room tells you everything you need to know about where we are, how the left thinks, how they behave, and the sense of entitlement to do whatever they want. Guys, on my podcast, I talk a lot about the spiritual nature of this war. This is a spiritual battle, okay? This is God versus the enemy, good versus evil, however you want to frame it. There's something much bigger going on here. And when you see this kind of activity happening right out in the open with no qualms, apparently, whatsoever about doing it, that tells you that the hour is very late in the American empire. 
somebody was okay with this. This this young aide, Aiden, signed out the the hearing room to himself under Senator Cardin's name. But guys, I can tell you, I, I never worked on the Hill, but I did work at the Treasury Department. I've worked in the executive branch at a pretty high level. I can tell you all of Washington, D.C. is heavily surveilled. There are surveillance cameras everywhere, every stoplight, you name it. But on Capitol Hill, on the White House grounds, you cannot so much as sneeze without hundreds of security personnel seeing you do that. So, you know, walk straight, do not pick your nose, certainly do not engage in naked sex anywhere or that will be filmed. Now, this aide apparently filmed himself, and this wasn't the first time. He had taken videos like this, very similar to this, and actually posted them online. So when you look at this story, enough gay porn will come at you that more than probably you've ever seen in your lifetime. So this aide thought it was appropriate to go ahead and do this. This is the kind of license that the left and the Democrats believe that they have because they do. And this is the bigger point. It's not so much about, you know, the gay sex, although that is horrifying. And this aide could now be facing criminal charges for desecrating the U.S. Capitol in the way he did. But the bigger point here is the fact that the left controls now everything, every lever of power from the government to the economy, to the press, to big tech, to the culture, Hollywood, music, television, music. The fact that they control everything has now given them the license to behave in this way. You understand? They now feel like there will never be any consequences to bad behavior because they can control everything. So now, again, this aide might face criminal charges. We shall see. But it's a symptom of a much deeper corruption, a corruption that is political for sure, but also a corruption that is spiritual. And that is something that we are going to have to tackle in a major, major way after the next election. Okay, coming up after the break, speaking of the next election, I want to deal with the latest polls and where we are nationally and in terms of the big primary states, because these primary elections now start in about three weeks. Can you believe it? More on the other side. Okay, guys, we all love Mike Lindell and MyPillow, right? True American patriots and all of their products are made right here in the USA. Well, now MyPillow is very excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get their Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. I have so many of their products, including the mattress topper. They are amazing. My sleep has never been better. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. So don't leave Fido out of the equation this Christmas. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening right now. 
They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st of 2024, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everybody you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Dinesh or call 800-876-0227 and you'll get huge discounts on all the great MyPillow bedding products. Okay, welcome back. I want to get into uh, where we are on the polling because, you know, I looked at the calendar the other day and I could not believe like, we're close to Christmas, which sounds like an obvious point, but you know how time just flies and you're sort of not focused on it until you have an event focused on it. And then you're like, holy crap, Christmas is in less than a week uh, or a week away. Well, I also focused on the political calendar and the Iowa caucus takes place on January 15th. So we're just about three weeks away from the very first voting. I want to go through some of these polls because they're pretty astonishing. And I think it's coming as a huge shock to the system, the regime. And we're going to talk about the elites and the system and the regime a little later uh, in the show with Ashley Hayek, who's got a great new book called Beat the Elites uh, about our ruling class. But I think our ruling class is an absolute panic mode. And you're starting to see it from people like Barack Obama. There was a report, and I've got it right here. There was a report over the weekend from the Wall Street Journal, of all places, saying that uh, Barack Obama is now increasingly worried about Joe Biden. Keep in mind that this is Obama 3.0, which you are living through right now. This is not the Biden presidency. This is Obama 3.0. So if Obama is beginning to leak that he is increasingly worried about Joe Biden, understand that this entire regime, everything that's gone on is Barack and Michelle Obama. So if he's starting to leak that he's concerned about Joe, realize that since this is Obama 3.0, the Obamas want a 4 and 5.0 as well. And if they feel like they can't get it with Joe Biden being the puppet, they will pull the trigger and work to remove him from uh, the the ticket. They may not do it until the convention or approaching the convention, in which case all bets are off. My view, and I've said this from the start, um, one of the very first people to say this, that my thinking is they would likely replace him with Michelle Obama. And I remember saying this at CPAC in March of 2022, and it was because my good friend, Joel Gilbert, who has done a phenomenal documentary, which he released last year, called Michelle Obama 2024. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. He deconstructs what a fraud Michelle is. But he was the very first one to say, they're going to go with Michelle. And the biggest reason is, of course, they need the whole Obama team to run the country like they are now, but also because... Uh, and they've got to have someone they can control. They can't really control a Gavin Newsom. They can't really control a Hillary Clinton. But Michelle, obviously, <laughs> she's one of them. And they'd be able to control the course of the country as they are now with the puppet Biden. Also, there's another critical element to this, which is Michelle is a woman and a woman of color. If they're going to get rid of Joe Biden, they realize they cannot run Kamala. She is the most unpopular 
vice president in recent American history, maybe ever. So they can't run her. She's clearly in over her head. So what is the solution for the Democrats when their core, most devoted voting uh, voting base is Black women? They cannot afford to alienate Black women. And I'm going to go through some of these polling numbers now, which looks really bad for the Democrats overall with Black voters, but specifically Black women. Um, if they get rid of Kamala, they're going to have a big problem because Black women, by and large, will go into revolt. So how do they square that circle? Well, they got to run another woman of color. That's Michelle Obama. I mean, she's the logical one. So I hope I'm wrong about this because she would pose a major challenge to President Trump and whomever uh, President Trump chooses as a running mate. Major, major problem. Very problematic. So I hope I am wrong. But look, uh, Obama's looking at these numbers as well. President Trump has now opened up a 10-point lead over the corrupt, demented hack, uh, Joe Biden. This according to the latest Rasmussen poll. In a two-way rematch, Trump currently has 48% of the vote to Biden's very soft 38% of the vote. Also, when you add in the independent candidate Bobby Kennedy to the poll, Trump still wins with 40% support compared to just 32 for Biden and 16% for Bobby Kennedy. So that is a four-point jump for Bobby Kennedy uh, just over the last month. So he is he's picking up some steam here. Now, this poll is really important for a couple of reasons. The first is that Rasmussen, uh, back in November, just one month ago, Rasmussen had Donald Trump four points behind Biden. 42 to 46%. So just in the space of one month, there has been a 14 point flip in favor of Donald Trump. That is almost unheard of. 14 points in the space of four weeks. That is very dramatic. And I think because people are now starting to really focus on the race because voting is about to start. Uh, just in three weeks, people are now really honing in on the economy, on the border, on the collapse of our great cities, on the collapse of law and order. And they're starting to say to themselves, okay, this has been an historic catastrophe under Joe Biden, and we're not having it. Life was pretty good under President Trump. The second big point about this is that, you know, Rasmussen um, you know, it gets some bad rap from the left, but they're a perfectly fair polling firm. But recently, Rasmussen had been like one of Joe Biden's brightest polling spots, at least on his job approval. In their daily tracking poll of his approval rating, Biden tended to poll better with Rasmussen than other polling companies. So they would trash Rasmussen on the one hand, but then they didn't want to do it too much because his job approval rating was probably the highest in Rasmussen than any other poll, right? It's pretty ironic because uh, the Democrats and the corporate media have been attacking Rasmussen, you know, for years. When you get into the internals on this poll, particularly damning for him. So I want to cover that on the other side of the break, along with issue by issue and where we are, that all of this is feeding into my theory that they're going to bounce Joe Biden sooner rather than later. That's coming up. Sit tight. 
Like so many of you, I'm on this great health journey to try to eat healthier, and it's really tough all the time, but especially this time of year, right? Lucky for us, we have Balance of Nature. What better way to get all of your fruits and veggies plus fiber than with Balance of Nature? Balance of Nature fruits and veggies are made from fresh, whole produce. Their produce is powdered after an advanced vacuum cold process, which stabilizes the maximum nutrient content. So you're getting big bang for your buck. And their balance of nature fiber and spice, which is a great proprietary blend of fiber and 12 spices for overall and digestive health. So like I have, start your journey to better health right now. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code AMERICA. Again, that's balanceofnature.com or call 800-2468-751 and get 35% off your very first preferred order by using discount code AMERICA. Okay, welcome back. More polling. You know, over the weekend, we saw this big headline. Drudge had this headline. Nikki Haley picking up steam in New Hampshire against Donald Trump. I looked into it um, and I read a bunch of stuff on this poll. Is she gaining a little bit of ground in New Hampshire? Yes. But where is it coming from? It's not coming from Donald Trump, who still has this massive, massive lead in New Hampshire, along with every other primary state. Um, it's coming from candidates who are slipping on the GOP side. So Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis lost his main campaign strategist over the weekend, uh, a campaign consultant named Jeff Rowe, who has been around forever, was running the super PAC for DeSantis, basically running the campaign. He quit basically on Twitter. Now, I remember scrolling through, I think it was like Saturday night. This is how I spend my Saturday nights, guys, okay? Scrolling through Twitter. Um, <laughs> and I remember seeing his tweet and it said, I didn't think it would end this way. And it was a very dramatic, you know, I'm done with the never back down super PAC. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And of course, Trump and his team jumped all over it in in very Trumpian fashion, seizing the moment of like, well, I guess Ron DeSanctimonious' campaign is over. Um, he's going to continue going through the, the rest of the primary season, I would think, until he runs out of money. And then you'll see Governor DeSantis uh, pack it in. But the establishment, the system, the regime, which we're going to talk about here in a couple of minutes with Ashley Hayek, um, they are all behind Nikki Haley. So they're trying to build this narrative that Nikki Haley is the alternative to Trump. First, they started with DeSantis. Then they were struggling when DeSantis started to fall apart. Who are we going to choose next? They alighted on Nikki Haley, and they're going to try to make her the real Trump alternative. Well, that might work with a certain section of the GOP electorate, the, the establishment voters who don't like Trump for a whole variety of reasons, but it's not going to work with the base. Obviously, Donald Trump is so dominant by 40, 50, even 60 points. I saw him recently at Mar-a-Lago and he was like, Monica, did you see that recent poll that showed me 68 points ahead <laughs> of DeSantis and Vivek and, and everybody? And I said, Mr. President, I cannot believe it. You're almost 70 points 
ahead. So he's clearly so dominant. The establishment is desperate to try to stop him. Again, this is the uni party that cannot believe Donald Trump is still standing. So they want to try to throw Nikki Haley at this. This poll that came out in New Hampshire showed that she was gaining a few points, but the gains are not at the expense of Donald Trump. The gains are at the expense of Vivek, Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis. So she's picking up some extraneous support from people who see that those candidates are clearly not going to make it. And also very interesting, she's picking up from left-leaning independents, left-leaning moderate voters in the state of New Hampshire. This is why she's out there begging them to vote in the uh, Republican primary in New Hampshire. She wants those left-leaning voters to come out and vote for her to try to give her a little bit of weight uh, going forward. None of this is going to work, obviously. And, you know, guys, I've said this so often, but it bears repeating. Donald Trump has something that none of the other, actually has two things, that none of the other Republican candidates have. Number one, he has an emotional bond with the voters. Emotional not political, not intellectual, emotional. And when a candidate, and this is basically unheard of, although I would say Barack Obama probably had an emotional tie with his voters as well. When you have a leader that has that kind of emotional bond, it is unbreakable. This is what Trump was getting at when he said, all those years ago, I could go on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I'd still have all that kind of support. That was a very inartful way of stating it. But that's what he was getting at, an emotional bond with the voters. It is insurmountable. It cannot be overcome by any other Republican candidate. Okay, it just can't. So they're out there running very traditional kinds of campaigns. Donald Trump and this is the second thing he has that they do not have. Trump is running a movement. And the movement is about him, of course, but it's so much bigger than him. It is about America first. So you have a man um, for whom these voters cannot wait to vote. And I've said this to him, too. I said, Mr. President, I cannot wait to get out there and vote for you again. I know I'm not the only one. Millions of people. How about the, the 75, 76, 77 million voters he had in 2020? We all cannot wait to get out there and vote for him again. You see these rallies? It's absolutely unbelievable, guys. Never. Now, I mean, even Obama, like after the first like year in office or whatever, the blue was a little bit off the rose and, you know, people still supported him. But could he drive those big rallies? Even during his reelection, the rallies were, you know, people went and they cheered and, and they did have that emotional bond. But this kind of overwhelming passion and, dare I say, love for Donald Trump is something that even after eight years that's still in place. We have never seen that, at least not in recent American history. I was watching one of his rallies, I guess it was in New Hampshire, over the weekend. He was excellent. Excellent. And, you know, the tone has come down a little bit. He's taken it down, which is 
fine. You know, you've got to attract moderates, independents. You don't want to freak them out. The left is running around freaking everybody out about Donald Trump. He's going to be a dictator. Why? Because fear is government's most effective weapon. Fear is the left's most effective weapon. Just look at COVID and what we've been through over the last couple of years. So the only thing they have, they can't run on the economy, can't run on foreign policy because the world is aflame, can't run on the border catastrophe. The only thing they can run on is trying to scare people about Trump. But it's not working this time because we've had four years of a great success of Donald Trump economically, with the border, foreign policy, law and order. It's in four years of empirical evidence of a success in serving you and me and America, America first. So that kind of fear campaign that they're going to want to run, it's not going to work at all. That's why you're seeing the panic coming from Barack Obama and David Axelrod. Isn't it interesting? It's the whole Obama team. Okay. It's, it's David Axelrod is the Obama whisperer. They're the ones coming out saying Biden could lose this thing. They cannot lose their grip on absolute power. They lost it once before in 2016. They vowed never again. This is why you saw what you saw in 2020. And guys, tomorrow I, well, I'm going to be here again and I want to break down what we saw in 2020. And what it means for 2024. Not a lot of people are doing this, but we better be prepared because it does us no good to not be prepared for the worst case scenario. So tomorrow, I want to take that apart. Okay. All right. Let's hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Ashley Hayek of America First Works. She's got a new book out called Beat the Elites. You want to know how? Stay tuned. Okay, guys, Christmas is coming up, and I can't think of any gift that's better than feeling good again, right? It's better than even getting a new car. So here's an idea, Relief Factor. Relief Factor is the gift that helps people relieve pain and feel good once again. Relief Factor is a daily supplement that helps your body fight back against pain. 100% drug-free, Relief Factor was developed by doctors searching for a better alternative for pain. Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients like turmeric and omega-3s to help reduce or eliminate the everyday aches and pains you might be experiencing. Whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor can help you feel better. Unlike pills that simply mask your pain for a short time, Relief Factor helps support your body's natural response to inflammation, so you feel better all day, every day. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start kit. It's only $19.95, and it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So why not give it a try? Visit relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800, the number four, relief. When you feel the difference, you know it works. Well, I am absolutely delighted to welcome to the show today, Ashley Hayek. Ashley is the executive director of America First Works. She also has over 15 years in political and nonprofit consulting. She also served as the national coalitions director for the Trump 
Pence 2020 campaign. I also want to make mention that she is married to a U.S. Marine, so Semper Fi, and please thank him for his service, Ashley. And she's the mother of five children. So I don't know how she does it, but she still t- finds time to save America. She got her new book out. It's called Beat the Elites. It's available everywhere books are sold. So go get it. Make a great holiday gift for all of the patriots on your list. And some liberals, too. I mean, some Democrats, some communists. Get them this book. Maybe they'll learn something. You can find it at BeatTheElites.com. And again, wherever books are sold, you can find Ashley on the web at Ashley Hayek. Ashley, welcome to you. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's my pleasure, and congratulations on the book. I saw this come across my desk, and when I knew I was going to be in for Dinesh, I said, let's book Ashley, and then I'm going to have you on my podcast as well. So I can't wait for this conversation. Um, A lot of people now, I think, understand that the real split in America and really across the Western world is less right-left Republican versus Democrat, red versus blue, although that split is very dramatic and dangerous. But the more dangerous split is the elites, the ruling class versus everybody else, the rest of us, the deplorables, so to speak. So can you talk to us a little bit about how we got here? How did this split actually begin? I think it's been happening for a while, but it was just really elevated during COVID, right? Like that's when everything we really got as parents an inside look into what our teachers were doing with our kids. Um, we saw what was happening with the national teachers unions and the Department of Justice. Um, we've seen what's happening with our foreign government, with Ukraine and the billions of dollars going overseas while our own border is left completely wide open. Um, just the complete double standard of the elites and the American people rules for thee, but not for me when they were dining at French laundry, got uh, Gavin Newsom in San Francisco, but everyone else was forced out of their, um, out of their schools, out of their businesses. When you saw all of the big corporations that were able to stay open during COVID, but all the small mom and pop shops and the gyms, everyone was forced to close down. Um, you really saw a difference and you saw just the elite government. One of, one of the big examples I love to point to is Liz Cheney. Um, Liz Cheney, when she started her career in Congress, was her net worth was $7 million, daughter of the vice president, um, made a lot of sense that she would have access, et cetera. By the time she left Congress, her net worth was $44 million. So let's think about that for a second. Like she, it's not, it doesn't pay that well to work in Congress. So she clearly um, found an opportunity and was making money off the backs of the American taxpayer. And I think just we're at a point in our, in our country where there's no longer a tolerance for these double standards. You know, you have fentanyl. I mean, you talk about this all the time with, with, with what's happening with our national security, um, fentanyl coming through into our communities, uh, kids getting displaced from their schools, um, crime is out of control. And yet you have an establishment that continues to do literally absolutely nothing. And so that is all kind of outlined and exposed in the book. And it's really my thought was let's give people the talking points they need and the facts. There's over a thousand um, footnotes in this book or endnotes in this book where everything is documented. Um, the memes, the quotes, the the numbers, it's all fully documented so people can speak from a place of truth um, and not just, you know, made up like, you know, science from the left. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you were talking about Liz Cheney enriching herself, I think about uh, obviously that is terrible and we need to follow the money there. 
But I also think about Joe Biden making oh, yeah. tens of millions of dollars from our worst adversaries, like the Chinese Communist Party. So mm-hmm. they go in, they cash out, they enrich and empower themselves at the expense of everybody else. And it does happen across party lines, right? I mean, this is a uniparty situation. This is uniparty corruption. Yeah. Um, there are Republicans, obviously, who are engaged in this kind of elite condescension and enrichment, including Mitch McConnell and others, right? Yep, that's exactly right. And I love the example that you gave about the CCP. Look what happened in San Francisco um, or even in El Paso, Texas, when you had all of the homeless people or in Texas, there's all of the immigration or the illegal alien camps that were set up. And then Joe Biden makes the trip um, or, you know, Xi Jinping comes into San Francisco and everything is miraculously cleaned up. And it's like, you couldn't do that for the American people, but you can do it for yourself or to impress our adversary, another dictator. Um, But that just goes to show you the priorities of the elite establishment. They have chosen to overlook the American people for their own selfish gain. Yeah. Remember Nancy Pelosi going to get her hair done during COVID? Oh, yeah. When everybody else was blocked. But it's not just political. Like the the ruling class, the left, the system now controls all of the levers of power. So yes, government, obviously, but they control big tech. They control the propaganda press. They control the culture, movies, television, music. So can you speak to how the elites across the board are abusing their power at the expense of the American people? Well, sure. I mean, we saw it with the with big tech, right? When they suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story right before the election. And so many people said they would have voted differently had they had access to that information. You know, you have big media that only shows one side of the story. How many times do we hear about January 6th, but you never hear about the other um the, any of the other side or about the immigration crisis or um, what's going on with Hunter Biden. They're not covering that. CNN's not covering that. So, I mean, these are all different examples between big media, big tech, big pharma, one of the largest uh, lobbyist industries at Congress. You think about the vaccine mandates, our military being um, kicked out for not being vaccinated. The, there are so many different lovers. The culture, I mean, we, I think we have a major culture crisis in our country right now. And you look at Hollywood and how they use their platforms to advance their liberal agenda. Um, and you see that even with the abortion lobby too, and how they've partnered with all of the pop stars and the, and the culture. And that's a whole issue in and of itself. All right, let's hit a quick break, Ashley, because I've got so much more on the other side that I want to talk to you about, including how we all allowed this to happen. So we're going to cover that and the different ways that that the elites are, the ruling class, are dividing us, weakening us, impoverishing us. uh, us. We're going to cover all of that on the other side. Sit tight. At this time of year, just about everybody has a New Year's resolution to lose weight, right? So if you do, please know you are not alone. Thankfully, PhD Weight Loss is here for you. This program is based on science and nutrition. No injections, no pills, no hours in the gym, no severe calorie restriction, just good, sound, scientifically proven nutrition. It's so simple, and they make it so easy by providing 80% of your food at no additional cost. They tell you when and what to eat. What could be easier, right? And guess what? You can do this without ever feeling hungry. The founder, Dr. Ashley Lucas, has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition, is a registered dietitian, and she helps people lose weight 
most importantly, maintain that weight loss for life. So if you're ready to take the step of losing weight, like so many others, call PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition at 864-644-1900 or find them online at myphdweightloss.com. That number again, 864-644-1900. Okay, welcome back. We are rejoined once again by Ashley Hayek. Her new book is called Beat the Elites. You can get it wherever books are sold, Amazon, your local bookstore, and you can check it out on the web at beatthealites.com. All right, so Ashley, you know, I'm always curious as to how we got to this point. How did we allow the ruling class, the system across the board to amass so much power to the point now where they control literally everything? Well, there's a couple of things. Number one, I think we just didn't know, right? There was so much that we didn't know until we had a president, Donald J. Trump, who started to expose everything that was happening. And even still looking back, I don't think he even knew how deep that swamp was. When you look at the FBI or you look at what happened with uh, Fauci and all of the COVID stuff. Um, and so that was the first step in kind of opening our eyes and having that awakening. The second thing is, you know, I think so many of us have just been trying to live our lives, raise our kids, start our business, work hard. Um, and, you know, by not asking questions and taking things at face value has allowed the um, establishment to just continue to amass more and more power. And again, I think once you had that world shutdown um, where people had to look in and see what was happening, it, they really showed their hand. And maybe the establishment, maybe the elites just got really full of themselves um, and just started to kind of flaunt it more than thinking that we were just going to continue to take it. And now we're at a breaking point in our country where I think people are just completely done with the double standards that we are faced all the time. And especially when you saw in like Loudoun County in Northern Virginia, all the parents in the uprising, um, when you saw the transgender issues start to percolate, that was when, when you upset angry parents, now you're taking it to a whole new level. And I think that was ultimately the tipping point. Yeah, I do. I agree with you. I think if there's any silver lining coming out of the horror show that was COVID and the lockdowns and all of the lies and deception that we were all subject to, it is the fact that we are more aware of these kinds of abuses of power, again, happening across the board on both sides of the aisle. You talk in the book, uh, Beat the Elites, about a series of ways that the elites are really targeting us in order to turn us into like serfs, basically, and really upend our entire constitutional system where they are supposed to be working for us. Now it's been inverted where we are working for them and subject to being under the heel of their jackboot. You talk about how they divide us, how they impoverish impoverish us, how they are endangering us. And, you know, two things, well, three things really jump out at me, Ashley, and I'd love for you to address. And these all get to the very core of our national sovereignty, without which we don't have a country. So election integrity, right? So the rigging and and walking off with elections and our border, and the weaponization of government. So those three things are like the hallmarks of the tyrannical government that's completely out of control, that has no respect for you, and honestly doesn't care whether you live or die. Yeah, the election integrity piece, you know, people automatically will say, well, you're an election denier, you're an election denier. But like, 
you should have peace knowing that I have a voice because at the end of the day, when you vote that that is your way to express your support or disdain for the current government system is your basic um, right. It's what makes our country absolutely amazing and great. And so by not being able to have that voice, um, it just undermines like what our country is supposed to be founded upon. Um, if you go back and look at what happened in 2020, they changed the rules. So call it cheating, call it not cheating. They fundamentally changed the rules so that it was harder for um, people to vote. Um, so they made it so it was all mail-in. It made it very ripe for fraud. They're having cases of fraud. Um, right now at Medicare's Policy Institute, we've identified by some counties where there are more people that are registered to vote than actually live in the county. Like that's a problem. That's a major problem. There shouldn't be these issues, especially with the technology that we have today. And so, you know, having that level of distrust in government is a huge issue. Um, the other issue with the weaponization of government, I mean, we're seeing the left and right. You have a Department of Justice that is going after President Biden's top political rival every single day, lawfare to the highest degree, keeping him tied up in the courts. And one of the things Donald Trump always said was, um, they're coming after you. I'm just in the way. And you're seeing it now. You're seeing the pro-life dad who was praying outside of the abortion center. You're seeing it with the um, 81-year-old army veteran who was arrested for showing up at protests. You're seeing it with the parents at the school board meetings um, being targeted. You're seeing it with the Catholic Church. So it's across the board. They're going after anybody who is dissenting with their way of life or their philosophy. And until we unite together as Americans, like here's at the end of the day, like I may not agree with you. I may not agree with your uh, philosophies, but I believe as an American, you have a right to say it. It's called free speech. And my husband did not go to war so that only I could speak. He did it so we can all have a conversation of ideas. And so anybody, regardless of your political affiliation, should agree that this is a horrific abuse by the government against the American people. And so now it's our opportunity to join together and push back on that. Absolutely. And just in our final moment or two here, Ashley, you know, it gets to a much bigger issue to me. And I talk about this all the time. Um, Everything you describe in Beat the Elites is true, and you've done a brilliant job of deconstructing all of it. But it's all a symptom of a much bigger thing going on here, which is a Marxist revolution that the United States has been subjected to for almost a century now. This is why we are at the tipping point, not because they started this last week or during COVID, but because they've been chipping away for a very long time. And you've got the elites, the ruling class, who have been more than happy to be foot soldiers in this revolution. So I want you in our last minute or so here, Ashley, to address something you talk about in the book, which to me is the core, and it is how the system, the elites, deprive us of God. Because the Marxists, one of the first things they do when they get power is ban God, because you're meant to worship the state. So can you talk a little bit about where we are in America in, in the deprivation of God and stripping God out of the public square? Well, and they're not just stripping God out of the public square. But as we've seen recently, they put a satanic temple, you know, in the Iowa legislature. Every single day we see where they're trying to remove the Bible of faith, God, from everything that we do. We are a Christian nation founded upon Christian values. Um, and you see it across the board. And it was not intended when you talk about a separation of church and state. 
what the left is pointing to is, again, to your point, exactly, it's Marxism. Um, they're trying to take God out of everything so that you are a loyal, dedicated so- soldier to their Marxist belief. Part of the reason I believe that we do have this border crisis is to allow people to fundamentally enter our country who don't share those same values. Um, you look at what happened actually in Michigan, where you ended up with a whole school board. This actually backfired on them um, of, of Muslim immigrants who then actually voted against the uh, pride flags in their city. And so the Democrats were going crazy saying, you're supposed to support what we support. And they said, well, we're Muslim. We don't support this. So, I mean, you're seeing religion. They do not, they want loyalty to them and to their platform, not to anything else, not to our God, not to Christianity, family values, um, biblical values. So that's something that ultimately we have to continue to fight for um, in our schools, in our country, in our laws everywhere. Absolutely. And this book is a great call to that kind of political arms um, by opening everybody's eyes to the reality of what we're seeing. They are at war. They wage this war 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they've been doing it for decades now. While our side has been out there, you know, raising families, starting small businesses, building careers, going to church, they have been at war. And again, this is why we are so close to a very, very late hour in America. And your book is so terrific in breaking down how we got here and who these enemies within really are. Ashley, thank you so much. The book is called Beat the Elites. You can find it at beattheelites.com. Also, wherever you get your books, really important book, makes a great gift for the holiday season. So please go get it. Ashley Hayek, thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. My name is Mark Lichtenfeld, best-selling author of Get Rich with Dividends and chief income strategist at the Oxford Club, one of the world's largest and most prominent financial firms where over 250,000 readers receive my insights each week. I believe we're entering the greatest oil bull market since the 1970s. That's why I'm so excited to share this special oil and gas investment with you today. I've discovered an unusual way to potentially bank massive income from the oil and gas surge 100% outside the stock market. Oil and gas royalties are a backdoor way to get paid over and over again, and you can get into a top royalty stream for just $25. This is your chance to get the income you need to truly enjoy life. Simply because you made the decision to give the Oxford Income Letter a risk-free try today. But this opportunity won't last forever. To learn more about Mark Lichtenfeld's unusual approach to generating monthly income from the oil markets, please visit oilpayday.com. That's oilpayday.com. Paid for by the Oxford Club. Okay, this time of year is a big movie-going time, right? We're all out at the movies. Well, this Christmas, the brand-new film from director George Clooney arrives. It's a rags-to-riches absolute crowd-pleaser based on the number one New York Times best-selling book, the inspirational true story about one of the most difficult sports in the world and the 1936 University of Washington college rowing team that competed for gold at the Summer Games in Berlin. This story will truly inspire you. This team rowed out of need, need to eat, need to sleep, and it gave them an edge that captures the power of working together to overcome all odds while rowing for America. They don't make movies like this anymore, and it's filled with wholesome content that makes it the ideal multi-generational movie for the holidays. 
Joel Edgerton and Callum Turner star in this exciting and incredible story of courage, hard work, and determination, showcasing America at its very best. Believe in each other. Believe in the impossible. The boys in the boat. It opens Christmas Day in theaters only. Get your tickets now. Boysintheboatmovie.com. It's such a pleasure to be in front of Nash all week this week. Tomorrow, we've got a really big show coming up as well. I want to talk about 2020 and how it's going to inform what we're going to be subjected to next year in 2024. So big show coming up uh, tomorrow. We're also going to be joined by Abe Hamaday, who ran for the attorney general in the state of Arizona, is now running for a congressional seat in Arizona. All election roads go through the state of Arizona. It's one of the key swing states, but maybe next year, the biggest key swing state. So Abe Hamaday is going to join us uh, tomorrow. We'll talk to him about election integrity in Arizona and also nationally, his campaign. What are the big issues in Arizona? Obviously, the border. So we'll talk about illegal immigration and the border uh, as well tomorrow. But wrapping up today, guys, this is very embarrassing for me to admit. And you are going to be the first people to hear this. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not going to be able to show my face probably ever again, but I feel like I need to unburden myself with the truth. So, you know, this is a big time for Christmas movies. And I am a huge fan of all Christmas movies. Not so much the Lifetime Hallmark ones, although if I stumble on one, I will watch it. And it, the formula of like the big city woman moving to the small town to have an apple farm, and then she meets the cute guy who lives next door. Every once in a while, I'm a sucker for those movies, especially the Christmas ones. So yes, I will admit to that. But the big Christmas movies, the classics, A Christmas Story, Home Alone, okay? Uh, Love Actually, okay, can I just say, now you will not hear this from Dinesh, but you're going to hear it from me. Love Actually is one of my favorite movies of all time, of all time. And I know it gets a bad rap. You know, people are like, well, it's not the great. I don't care. It doesn't need to be uh, Schindler's List. Okay. It doesn't have to be Gandhi. I understand that, but it's such a beautifully done, sweet movie. I absolutely love it. Every time it comes on, I watch it. So just in the last two weeks, I've probably seen Love Actually maybe three, four times. Hugh Grant as the British Prime Minister is the most inspired casting ever. Okay. And I know, fight me in the comments on Love Actually. Fight me in the comments. I know I'm going to hear it from you guys. Love Actually, a classic. But that's not what I'm here to admit. I'm here to admit this, guys. And this, I'm really wearing my heart on my sleeve with this one. Last night, I watched Die Hard for the very first time. I know. I know. It's so embarrassing. So embarrassing, right? I, I saw Die Hard for the first time. I think the movie was made in 1988. Um, and I sort of remember at the time, you know, my friends going to the theater to go see it. 
I have no idea why I didn't go. I mean, I'm a huge Beverly Hills Cop fan. I remember going to the theater multiple times to see Beverly Hills Cop. I, I don't know why I didn't go to the theater at the time. And then you know how time sort of passes and you get involved in other stuff and then it goes out of the theaters. And then, you know, it's on cable, but, you know, it sort of goes by you. Die Hard went by me. Die Hard went by me for the last X number of years, okay? And I watched it for the first time on cable last night. I think it was on like one of the MTV channels. And I happened to be flipping through and it had just started. And you know that great feeling where a movie comes up and it's just starting as you're flipping through. It's such a satisfying feeling. Normally it's like halfway through, three quarters, and you're like, well, I'm not going to start now. Boom. So I feel like it was a higher presence telling me to sit my butt down and finally watch Die Hard. I loved it. I love Bruce Willis, huge Moonlighting fan. Brian and I were talking about this before we came to air. Loved Moonlighting. Bruce Willis, just a fantastic, wonderful actor, a conservative. And now, unfortunately, he's been diagnosed with a dementia-like illness. So we want to wish Bruce Willis and his whole family, Demi Moore, his children, all the best for the holidays. And this is a progressive disease he has. It doesn't get better. It only gets worse, and he is in decline. So our thoughts and prayers are with Bruce Willis and his family. I have to say, you know, Bruce Willis, well done on Die Hard. <laughs> Coming from somebody who waited all these years to, to finally see it. And I just want to say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We're going to leave it there. Come at me in the comments. I know, fight me in the comments whether or not it's a Christmas movie, but I'm going to leave it there. It is a Christmas movie. All right, have a great rest of your day and I will see you right back here tomorrow. Subscribe to the Dinesh D'Souza podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify or watch on Rumble, YouTube, and SalemNow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.